Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. If you're new here, a big warm welcome. And if you're a regular listener, then welcome back. And I appreciate you both for joining me. This morning I was out walking the dogs and it was feeling so much cooler. Autumn is definitely um, on its way. I think it's the autumn equinox possibly this weekend. So it's a good reminder to adjust with the seasons. I'm going to need to wrap up warm, start to dig out my gloves from last year, I think very soon. And whilst I do really prefer the warmer seasons, spring, summertime, having the autumn, the winter and that cooler time really helps me to appreciate the warmth when it comes back next year. And Ayurveda, offers plenty of seasonal tools to help us to stay balanced throughout the different seasons. In today's episode, I'm following on from my last two solo episodes, which were how to balance common vata imbalances and how to balance common pitta imbalances. So today we are going to dive in and talk about how to balance common kapha imbalances. So we're going to have a look at some typical kapha health concerns and then explore ways that Ayurveda can help to restore that balance and sense of health. As a quick reminder, kapha dosha links to the earth and water elements. Its characteristics are that it embodies stability, structure and lubrication. It governs functions such as maintaining immunity, providing nourishment and promoting growth. Physically, kapha-dominant individuals typically have a solid build, clammy or oilier skin and a tendency towards weight gain. And we'll talk a little bit more about this later on. In terms of emotions, kaphas, when in balance, can result in a sense of heaviness, lethargy, attachment to things, So not being able to let go, having some resistance to change, which can lead them to feeling a bit stuck. So when the earth and water elements are out of balance, it can lead to a number of health niggles or concerns. So let's have a look at those together now. Common kapha dosha health concerns such as weight gain, digestion and lethargy are quite common. So when it comes to weight gain and obesity... Kaffir can have real trouble losing any weight that they might more easily put on than a pitta or a vata. When the excess body fat might be gained, you might find this more around the abdomen and the thighs, giving a kaffir a more rounded structure to their appearance. Along with this, there can be slow metabolism, cravings for heavy and sweet foods, in a general sense of feeling heavy in the body and the mind. So this slow metabolism, wanting those sweet foods really doesn't help the waistline, does it? Congestion and respiratory issues can be a problem, especially things 
related to more mucus production and congestion in the respiratory system, which is why often as the weather starts to warm up after in winter, as we move towards spring, we can experience lots of colds and runny noses because that congestion starts to melt as things warm up. If you're someone who suffers from asthma, there's different kinds of asthma in Ayurveda, but the kapha type includes excess production of white mucus and phlegm. You might experience a wet cough. Attacks might be more severe during the morning or the evening. And also, along with this, individuals may experience a reduced sense of smell and taste. When it comes to thinking about energy and feeling tired and lethargic, then we can help to boost that sluggishness with some bath, um, kapha remedies. So individuals who tend to feel tired might have difficulty waking up in the morning. Kapha time is between 6 and 10. So it can be important to actually get up and get moving during this time. Otherwise, we might just end up feeling sluggish all day if we lay in too long. Can any of you relate to that? I know that I can. So we want to have a real boost in motivation and enthusiasm instead of having a lack. Kaffirs may also have slow digestion and this can also link to a slow-paced approach to life. So their system slowed down, but also the way they go about their day-to-day activities. So you might have somebody at work who actually works quite slowly, but they might actually always finish the job there was someone who's keen and eager to get started and then it kind of fades off and never actually gets completed. So kaffirs need to get up and get going, even if initially they really don't feel like it. And sometimes the hardest part is getting started, such as incorporating some simple movement in the morning to help get the circulation, the metabolism boosted. Talking a bit more about slow digestion, then kaffirs may feel like they aren't even hungry. So they might start to skip meals, which might lead to snacking on nutrient-poor foods, which isn't in turn going to help their tendency to gain weight. So I think it's important that kaffirs recognise where they're at and really boost their digestive fire so that hopefully then they'll feel like eating, enjoy the meals without feeling too heavy and sluggish afterwards. When it comes to water retention and swelling, this can be common. You might experience puffiness, particularly in the face, hands and feet. Kaffirs might have a tendency to get bloating as well. And things like CCFT, the cumin, coriander and fennel tea, so popular in Ayurveda, can really help to boost circulation, reduce water retention, along with digestive issues. So this is a really nice and simple and easy one to incorporate into the day. So let's have a look a little bit in a bit more detail how to balance some of these kapha concerns. So we'll have a quick look at dietary modifications exercise routines and herbs that might be considered. So when it comes to the diet, you want to favour light and warm foods, things that are easily digestible to counterbalance kaffir. So this could look like including more vegetables, soups, 
and also having warm beverages with your meal, like just some lukewarm water to sip or having a warm ginger tea beforehand about 30 minutes. So by eating also the main meal at lunch when the digestive fire is highest at around noon, this can help to support sluggish digestion and help us to process the food much more easily and get the nutrients that we need out of it. And then by having that main meal at lunchtime, we can then opt and definitely eat a lighter meal in the evening, which would help to hopefully avoid any heavy feeling that might be experienced before bed so that you can settle, be comfortable, and the body's not trying to digest things when it could be doing all those other wonderful jobs that it does overnight. Spices and herbs in your cooking. We want to favour things that are a bit warming and stimulating. So this can be ginger, black pepper, cinnamon, cumin and turmeric, for example. Occasionally incorporating some extra hot spices such as chilli can also give a boost. But I would recommend avoiding these if you have any heat related conditions, such as those mentioned in episode 87 how to balance common pitta imbalances or if you're living in a particularly hot environment. Thinking about the different tastes of Ayurveda, the six tastes, along with having some spicier foods, then bitter and astringent taste should also be favoured. Examples of this include leafy greens such as spinach. You might also have some pomegranates and apples. And if you're struggling with your digestion, then I would have the apples as a stewed apple, warmed up so part of the digestive process has already been started and it'll be much easier for your system to take. So whilst we want to boost bitter, spicy and astringent foods, then we also want to reduce the heavier, the sweeter foods. So minimising consumption of these because they are feeding the body more of the same heavy qualities that are already present. You could consider really limiting or avoiding some dairy products, fried foods, excessive carbohydrates and refined sugars. Thinking about exercise routines. Now, maybe you're somebody who enjoys exercise or maybe you're thinking, oh, I hate it, I don't want to do it. Maybe you have flashbacks to a PE lesson at school that's just put you off for life and I think it's important to find things that we enjoy when it comes to exercise and movement I've said this many times but I think we also need to be conscious of gradually building up the level of movement that you might do so rather than diving in at the deep end if you do nothing at the moment then if you overdo it you might put yourself off because it was too challenging And also you might get an injury or so much discomfort afterwards that you never want to do that again. So for example, if your knees aren't used to you walking five kilometres, then give them a chance to get used to it, to build it up rather than go straight in um, OTT on the joints. So if you wanted to get into jogging, gradually building up is one of the reasons why the Couch to 5K programmes can be so helpful if running is your thing, of course. For me, personally, it's not one of my exercise preferences and I'd much rather do a Zumba dance class as I find that much more fun and engaging and it still gets my heart beating and boosts my cardiovascular health. Other things to improve your cardiovascular health, along with walking, jogging and dancing, can also be things like cycling. 
It doesn't need to be all in the lycra. You might be out, there might be a nice track nearby where you can just go for a gentle ride and really be in nature and enjoy it. When it comes to yoga, to boost kaphas, of course, any kind of yoga is better than none. But what you might like to do is build up towards a more dynamic and energising practice. So sun salutations, also known as Surya Namaskar, are a great option. If you're looking at classes, you might like a faster vinyasa flow class or something like power yoga. These practices can help to stimulate the body and promote vitality. But in all honesty, it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be five to ten minutes in the morning on a regular basis. Think about what would be realistic for you. If you can incorporate some strength training exercises, these help to build muscle and increase metabolic activity. This can help to counterbalance the tendency of kapha to promote weight gain and feel sluggish and tired. Recently, I watched the Blue Zone series on Netflix about people living past 100. And one of the things that stood out to me on there was their ability to keep moving in day-to-day life whether that be bending down and gardening or walking up the stairs or a hill. It helped them to stay fit and active. So perhaps you could consider what could you incorporate more of into your day naturally so that then it's not that you've got to find two hours to do some exercise at some point. Staying physically and mentally active throughout the day is so important, as I've said. And I know someone who rolls out their yoga mat at the office and does some simple movements because they are making it a priority. For me, I walk and play with the dogs. I practice Zumba routines to deliver my classes. These things happen without me having to think too much about it. So anything you can incorporate into your day that's just part of it makes life so much easier. When it comes to herbs, I would recommend speaking to a health coach or an Ayurveda doctor before you start dabbling in these too much. But herbs are great to nudge the body and the mind back into balance, not typically something that is designed to be there to be used on a long-term basis. So Ayurvedic herbs like Trikatu, this is a herbal formulation that consists of a combination of ginger, black pepper and long pepper. And it aids in digestion, helping to clear congestion, and it also promotes metabolism. Gugaloo is a resin extract that's known for its detoxifying properties. If we want to really clear things out, such as congestion, the heaviness from the kapha body and mind. And then trifola, I've talked about a few times on this podcast. It's really great one for all of the doshas. And it includes a blend of three fruit, fruits, amalaki, bibitaki and haritaki. And it's wonderful to aid digestion, support detoxification and promote a balanced elimination. So in this episode, we have looked at the common kaffir health concerns. So this included weight gain, congestion. We talked also a little bit about asthma thinking about energy levels and lethargy, water retention, slow metabolism, and also slow digestion. We've looked at a number of ways where you could utilise the principles of Ayurveda to find some balance, including dietary modifications 
and those tastes and foods to include more of and the more heavier foods to avoid and then also incorporating more daily movement. Again, doing that in the morning between 6 and 10 can be a really great start to the day. And then you've got some herbs that you could start to have a look into as well. So I hope you found this episode interesting and informative. I work with people on a one-to-one basis to help them implement realistic Ayurveda changes into their lives to help support their personal health goals and anxiety relief. I invite you to drop me a DM on Instagram at sam.anxiety.relief.coach. The link is in the show notes. And let's have a chat to explore how I can help you. So if you're here in the UK, do keep warm, wrap up as it starts to cool down. And wherever you are in the world, have a lovely rest of your day. And I'll be back in two weeks time with the next episode. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. Please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out every other Wednesday. 